Hello and welcome to The View from Ninian. I'm Scott Salter and six games to go for Cardiff City. Six cup finals, as Neil Warnock put it. And who better to talk about those six cup finals than Mr Ben James and Mr Dan Moffat. Hello. How are you doing? Very well. How are you both? Not too bad, not too bad. Yeah, good, thank you. Got a little bit of the nerves ahead of tomorrow. Yes, yeah, yeah, big game. Before we come on to that, then, a quick word about View from the Ninian. Of course, I'm sure people have seen us pushing on social that that we've been nominated for the Best New Content Creator at the Football Blogging Awards. I mean, I'm asking you to talk on behalf of the team now, but but what does that mean for us? Uh, Go on ahead, Ben, you can go first. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's it's a nice piece of acknowledgement, isn't it? I think it shows that um, we're doing something that's resonating with people. I think we, we're we're doing something that people like to read, and we're we're producing good stuff on like a, a weekly, daily basis. And yeah, it's, I think it's just a a, ni- a nice nod, really, to to the work we're doing. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd agree with Ben. I've only been I've only been part of the team for a couple of months now, but the the, the opportunities I've got from from even being here so so short a time that's been amazing, and and. Some of the responses we've had on, on social media has been brilliant. So there's this Cardiff fans that are loving the work that we're doing. Yes, and for anyone interested in throwing us a vote, uh, we're not begging, but you can tweet, I'm voting for View from the Ninian at, in the FBAs as one football's best content creator. Bit of a mouthful, but it's on our Twitter, so you can steal it from there. Right, on to tomorrow's game. It's a big one, isn't it? They don't come much bigger than than the next two games in terms of importance. Ben, you're going tomorrow. Summarise how you're feeling. Um, I've just got that that kind of little knot in my stomach at the moment. Um, I think Burnley is and always has been a kind of a tough place to go. I think as much as they've had a bad season, they they don't concede that many goals. Um, they've they've got goals in you know in their front line and people like Chris Wood. Um, I think they showed earlier in the season when we played them at the CCS that yes we were probably the better team on the day, but they just took their chances. I think it, what they had two two shots on goal and both of them went in. Um, so I'm I'm just got that general anxiety about the game. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm looking forward to a nice day out up in up in the north, but I'm also just a bit bit worried overall. And Dan, you're Ben Summers personally there in that it's a very winnable game, but. Equally, you know, it's going to be incredibly tough. It is. It's, it, put it this way: it's, it's a game. I think we have to win now at this stage of the season with where we are. I think at the same time, though, I think a lot of people forget where Burnley finished last season, and they've they obviously had Europe, European football to play earlier, and you know they've been through a lot. I'm surprised that they're so far down the the standings at this stage of the season. Yeah. But but with the form they've been on, okay, they've won the last two, but. I think we we definitely need to beat to beat them tomorrow. Uh, I, I think we're capable of doing it. We've got the quality in the team, uh, and I think yeah, as you, as Ben says, it's it's a must win. I think. And you're right there, Dan. In that it's surprising where they are in a sense, considering where they finished last year, and it almost felt like they were just waiting to get going. But you know, it's April, and, and we're still kind of waiting for them to get going. And they're better than than where they are, Ben, aren't they? I think so. I think. Last season showed how good they could be because what they finished seventh last year, um, and I, I think they haven't really lost any players this year. I know Vokes left in January, but they didn't seem to lose any other um, kind of key players. So I think it's it almost feels like um, that that Leicester season when Leicester won the league that everyone said that Leicester, you know, there's there's going to be a game where everything falls apart. And I think for Burnley, they like you say they expected to click one week, but it it kind of hasn't happened. And I think um, yeah, I just think 
it could be one of those things that they stay up this year. Next season, they could go back to what they were last year if they sign a couple of decent players and they could be back battling for the top 10 again, which is, is bizarre, really. But I think it just shows how how tight this league is at the bottom, really. Definitely. And I think that then that's probably testament in that, you know, Cardiff is still in the relegation zone, but how well we've done and how much, you know, we've we've exceeded expectations, Dan, in that, you know, Fulham and Huddersfield down already and we're still there fighting with six games to go. I think we've done brilliantly this season. I think there's obviously, there's obviously a few matches that spring to mind, the Newcastle game, the Watford game at home, where we've just been awful, but we've held our own in most games and against the big the big teams, Chelsea last week, Man City losing by two goals. That's not that's not anything to be ashamed of. And to be to be in in in, in a fight with six games to go, I think if you had given it to Cardiff fans at the start of the season, that we would still have a chance of staying up with six games to go. I think they would have snapped your hand off. And Ben, the big the big talking point amongst Cardiff fans going into this is perhaps our striking options. And I've seen a lot of people call for for Umar Nias to be dropped and. I've got quite strong feelings about this in, in defence of Nias, and I think he's brought so much to the team. But people, you know, including our, our very own Scott Johnson for, for Wales Online, you know, writing that he should be dropped and people thinking that Zahor should come back in. Where do you stand on that? I'd like to see them both start, really. Um, I think Ken Zahor is, isn't a target man and, and isn't the kind of player who's going to make space for others, but he's the kind of player who thrives on space for others. I think... When you look at some of the goals he's scored, he's always done quite well at getting in the channels and cutting inside or, or coming through the middle when there's been space opened up. And I think, why not play them both? Nayas says, like you say, he's come in and yes, he hasn't scored, but he's done so much in other in other kind of parts of the game. He's held the ball up, he's brought others into play, he's you know distracted defenders because he is quite a good runner when he's getting into space. Yeah, um, and I think. You know, Kenza Hall, what he came on against Southampton and scored, and we haven't really seen him since then. And I think we've got six games to go. Why not try something a bit different and, and chuck them both on or, or chuck on, you know, Nias with Reed or something like that? I think there's just, there needs to be some kind of change tomorrow going into the game because we, we need to score some chances. Dan, what about you? Where do you stand on the whole debate? I think Ben just that hit the nail on the head there just at the end of what you had to say. I think. Uh, Nias and Reed for me, I think, is is my ideal pre- uh, like preferred start information. I think when they've played together, they've seemed to link up really well. Nias, I think Nias holds the ball up a bit better than Zahor. You said Zahor is not necessarily a target man. I think Nias offers that even if he's having a poor game, he still manages to to stretch the defenses that he's been playing against. And I think Reed, it's the perfect big man small man combination, isn't it? You every football fan dreams of, but uh, we just haven't seen. Seem to see it work perfectly yet, but I think with six games to go, you've really got to chuck the kitchen sink at, uh, such to say. Um, Zohor, at the same time, I think he offers something coming off the bench, but for, for tomorrow, my front three would be Reed, Zohor, and Murphy. Yeah, I think one of the problems with, with Zohor almost is that he's one of those players who, who isn't involved in the whole game, so he might only you know, yeah. have 10, 15 minutes of, of action, so when you only give him 20 minutes at the end of the game, that lessens his impact, whereas when he starts a game, I don't know, it seems it seems to have more time to, to get going, whereas you don't have that always coming off the bench. Yeah, exactly. And I, I said read Zahor and Murphy. I meant read Nias and Murphy, obviously. Zahor, he brings that off the bench, but at the same time, he probably hasn't been given the chance to start much this season. Um, but I think it's all dependent on, you know, we wanted Nias to come in in January and he's changed the way we've played and he's he's offered something different, I think, and that's that's something to look to. And I think with the midfield options we have with, with Camarasa, anything's possible, in my opinion. I think that with, um, I tweeted this a couple of weeks ago with Nias and a bit of context in that 
I don't think he was ever brought in to score the goals. And, and you know, Salah obviously was the one that was going to come yeah. in to score all the goals. And Nias was maybe to play off him and support and create chances, which, which he's he's done to an extent to for, you know, this Cardiff team. So suddenly the pressure that, that's on him to to be the main man and everyone's looking at him to score the goals must be really tough to deal with then. Yeah, I think so. I, I think... I do think people lose a bit of context on everything that happened in January. Um, and, you know, I know it's been talked about uh, a thousand times, but I think, like you say, Nias was going to come in and be the support man for for the man who was going to come in and score goals. And I think it's just taken a bit of time to, to, to get used to that. And I think if Nias had put away one of those chances against West Ham or that chance against Man City, I don't think this conversation would necessarily be happening. Yeah. I think, you know, we were expecting him to come in and maybe get three or four goals in the run into the end of the season. And I think there's still time for him to do that. I just think um, the, the I think the the conversation lacks that context, and I think if he had scored one, you know, that, there was that chance against West Ham where he managed to somehow put it right into the keeper's hands. If he'd scored that one, I think his confidence would be um, would be through the roof. Yeah, and it's there's something I think that that like I said, we're having this conversation, but throughout the season, the conversation for for Cardiff fans and pundits and everyone has been goals. You yeah, know, we, we spent a lot of money on. Bobby Reid, on Josh Murphy, we had Zahor, you know, Hoyle, Menezlang, all these players. None of them really seem to have found any a run of form or consistency. And we've seen glimpses, you know, Bobby Reid showing glimpses, Murphy start the season really well, and they've just been faded. So we've not had this consistency. So throughout the season, it's been a topic of conversation of, you know, how we're going to score goals. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you look at what Bobby Reid has got, what, sort of four or five goals, Patson got four goals. Murphy's got a couple. Um, who Zahor's got one. Like, there's, I don't, I don't think any of our players are going to reach double figures at this rate, are they? And I think you're right. There's just, I think if if when Bobby Reed, what did he score two against Bournemouth? And was he dropped the next game, or he he didn't? He yeah. Started, or played out wide? I think played out wide. And it's like I just don't understand why we haven't. Like you say, when when he scored those two goals against Bournemouth, the next game we should have gone right. We're sticking with that because he scored two goals. It should it should be as simple as that, really. It's, and it's something we've we've seen to seem to pop up in every season over the last four or five years where we've not really had a striker that's been up to school. Like Zahor scored a, a good few last year, but apart from that, have we really had a striker in the last five six years that have that scored a, a big amount of goals, like double figures, fifteen plus? We, we just haven't had that. And as you say, with whenever someone does in the team this season, they seem to have the, the formation has changed the next game that doesn't allow them to do it. Yeah, you're right, and it seems. I mean, throughout my my life growing up supporting Cardiff, we've been poor in some areas, but we've always seemed to have had really good strikers. You know, from Ernie through to someone like Cameron Jerome, Chopra, Bothroyd, and suddenly, yeah, the last. Carl Dale. Say that again, sorry. Carl Dale. Yeah, yeah. Before my time, that then you're showing your age. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I was like, I can't have been. Well, I wouldn't say age. I'm just leaving. <laughs> But yeah, you know, it's an area, and obviously the club did did try to address that. And on, on Bobby Reed, um, it just popped to me. I wonder whether the signing of Camarasa is what has sort of foiled his season, in that he's probably signed to play in that number ten. And obviously Camarasa wasn't part of of the plan until they they spotted him by chance in in pre season in a game against Bournemouth, and he's come in and, and probably limited Reed's chances in that number ten role. You're probably right there, Scott. But I think at the same time, I don't think Warnock himself, and I don't think any Cardiff fan that that is honest with himself knows where Reed Reed's number one position is. I think he's a type of player that can play ten, he can play in behind the striker, he can play on the wing. But I don't know where his best position is because we haven't really seen enough of him to be able to decide that. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. Is he a 10 for you, Ben? I think he's like a false... I don't know, like a false seven or something. I, I don't really don't know, but like oh, from from Bristol City fans I know and who I spoke to about it last season, they kind of said that he he operates best in the hole behind two strikers, where he's kind of almost like Ramsey coming into the box on the on the edge of balls that are coming in behind the attackers, and I think that's where he he seems to operate best. But I don't really know what position that is within our Cardiff side. In theory, it's you know where Camarasa plays, but also I don't think we play. Camarasa basically operates as a de facto um, defensive midfielder at times as well. So yeah, I think I think we signed him as a square peg, and we just haven't you know we put him in a round hole and it just hasn't worked in that sense. Like, I really like Bobby Reid. I think he deserves better, but I think it just hasn't worked so far. Yeah, but I, I, you said you like him, and I think a lot of Cardiff fans do, which, which shows you know the work rate, and you can see that the effort and you know he's trying to make things happen yeah, which, sure. which which is good um before we go on to we'll, we'll chat about brighton as well obviously on tuesday i want to get your your score predictions for for tomorrow what about you ben oh it's going to be zero one to us and it's just going to be a really cagey horrible game it's going to be like horrible football isn't it yeah it's going to be kind of i'm going to be squirming the whole game <laughs> what about you dan yeah, I think I have to agree with them. I think not to get political, but it's been said before in the season. If it was, if any two teams describe Brexit perfectly, it's Cardiff Burnley. I think and it's going to be, it's going to be that. It's going to be, it's going to be rough. It's going to be a, a physical game. They're physical. We're physical. It, you know, it depends. If you like that type of football, you'll love it. But yeah, I'm going to go one nil away. One nil away for, uh, win for us. Perfect. Well, fingers crossed. I, I like the sound of that. Um... It's certainly winnable, and hopefully, if the boys boys turn up, and obviously Bamba and Patterson will be missing, but I think I think we can cause some some damage. And then you know we talked about that being being one of the biggest games of the season. Another one on Tuesday against Brighton. Um, another away game, another must win, and it'll be a tough game going going in straight after the Burnley one, won't it, Ben? Yeah, I think we could have. You know, I think we've had a, a bit of a. A bum draw with the, the the fixtures and the way they've worked out. I think you know other people have had kind of favourable rearrangements, and I think this this could have been done. You know, they should this could have been done with being a week after rather than three days after. Um, I don't you know I don't suppose Brighton's an easy place to go. I think they're they're having not the best season, but they're still a dangerous football team. But I think again, completely winnable. We showed earlier in the season that we can. I think we suffocated them quite well at the the Cardiff City Stadium. I know they had ten men, but I think. If we if we play that same kind of game again, if we just go down there and try and snuff their game out, I think we can come away with three points. It's just I hope Saturday, I hope tomorrow isn't too bruising that it takes us out of us for Tuesday. Yeah, and the the good thing is then that they they do have a tough game tomorrow as well in in Bournemouth. It's at home for them, but you know if they lose that um, and we beat Brighton, we'll, the pressure will really be on Brighton. Um, if we beat Burnley, sorry, the pressure will really be on Brighton, won't it? I think but, so. No, you go, Dan. I, I think I agree with yeah. I think looking, I've got the fixtures in front of me. They, they've got you know they've got a game more than us to play. You know they've got Wolves away, Spurs away, Arsenal away, City at home. They haven't got the. I think we have the easiest running compared between Brighton, Burnley, and us. I think we have the easier yeah. running. But and and what you said about them having, I think they're the flip side to to Burnley. I think Brighton started really well this season, and I think since since the new year they've just. I think they went like seven or eight without winning a game and. They've come down fast to the bottom of the league, and and they're they're in the mix of it now with 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 ourselves and Southampton, I think. Um, but yeah, as you say, I hope that the Burnley game doesn't take too much of that out of us. 
physically um, with it only being a couple of days apart, but it's another must win. Do you expect Warnock to, to rotate much for, for this or either game, Ben? Or do you think it's a case of, you know, the best 11 has to play all six games? I think it, I think it's, it's the latter, really. I don't, I don't think there's... I, I think Warnock might make his kind of little changes here and there, but I don't think there's going to be any rotation. I think if, you know, if, if people like Gunnarsson, Arta, Camarasa come through against Burnley, they'll play on Tuesday and then they'll play again um, against Liverpool. I just think there's... We've got six games that, you know, it's as the old cliche goes, and as you said at the top, it's uh, six cup finals. And I think every player, like, you know, Gunnison's got six games to, to save, Car- you know, keep Cardiff up, and then he can he can depart a hero. We've got Harry Arter, who, you know, said he wants to stay here, and he's got six games to, to prove himself and stay here. And, and Camaras has got six games, in theory, to put himself in the shop window. And I think that's our best midfield three, and I think they're the midfield three who will play in all six games, unless there's a, a major injury. Yeah, I think that the goalkeeper defence midfield kind of pick themselves don't they Dan it's a case of who plays in that in that three you know striker and two wingers um, where we might see the rotation as well the likes of Hoyler and Murphy might rotate and, and Reed might might come in um, but you know we're, we're looking at the table and we're talking about Brighton and Burnley really as the ones the big games but you know there's five five teams in it isn't it you know even you know Burnley and 14 on 36 points Newcastle have been dragged into into it. They're in fifteenth with thirty five points. Burnley in sixteenth on thirty three points. Southampton seventeenth thirty three points, and then Cardiff on twenty eight points in eighteenth place. So, really, all any of those five teams could go down, Ben. I think so. I think it's. I think you know the, us losing last weekend when Burnley won. Kind of a lot of people were seem to resign that that was it. But I think that they're all forgetting. Like you say, teams like Brighton, Southampton are still in there. Um, New, yeah, Newcastle. I think it's it's just so tight at the bottom. Even looking up at Crystal, I know Crystal Palace from thirty nine points, but if they, you know, they could in theory lose every game, and we could pick up those four wins and, and go above them. I think yeah. it's. I, I can't remember a, a bottom half being as tight as it is. Um, I think you know West Ham are on forty two points in eleventh, but it seems inconceivable that they're they're only on forty two points and within touching distance of the teams below them. It's just such a tight bottom half of the table, and I just don't think. I don't think anything should be taken for granted at this stage. Yeah, and even even Bournemouth, who, without looking at the table, I'd had in my head had had a good season. You know, they're yeah. ten points above us in in thirteenth, and exactly. you know, they seem to be dropping like a stone. Yeah, because they started really well, didn't they? They won, you know, quite a few in in their first five games or so, and were riding high, and then kind of dropped down. But you know, no doubt that they'll they'll be okay. But you know, Dan, who who are the teams you look at and think they're there for the taking? I think it, I think we're five points off off Brighton and Southampton. I think if we can get four points out of these next two games, I think I would, I would bet on us to stay up. I think Fulham away and Palace at home are two very very winnable games. You've obviously got United and Liverpool left out of the, out of the six, and they're not easy, of course. But I look at Burnley's fixtures. You know, Chelsea, Man City, Everton, and Arsenal to play after us. I can't see them winning any of those. You look at Brighton, I said earlier, they've still got Arsenal, City and Spurs to play. They've got Wolves away to play. Southampton have got Newcastle away, Watford away, West Ham away. Three hard games. And then Newcastle are away to Leicester. It's got Liverpool and uh, and Brighton and Southampton. So there are, this team is all fighting, for, all, all fighting for survival. So you can't predict any of the results out of those matches. But I think I, I look to Brighton. I think we can catch Brighton. I think Southampton might just have a bit too much quality in their team and they'll, I think they'll be okay. But it's, it, it comes to Brighton and Burnley for me, I think. Yeah, Southampton, looking at their form, are, are kind of coming into 
good run of form with three wins from the past the past five, the most out of anyone in those those five teams. So you know they've got a game in hand on on Newcastle above the same as us. So you think they they might be okay, but Ben, you kind of it's an old cliche, but you've just got to concentrate on yourselves to an extent, haven't you? And and win your games. Absolutely, I think we've got we've got those winnable games. You know, I think we we look at them. We've got Burnley, Brighton, Palace, and Fulham, and I think. They're the four games that we really need to be targeting. I think nine points from those is a is a must. Twelve would be the dream, obviously, but I, I just don't know if we can win all four. But then I think Liverpool at home, if they're going to be really cagey and really, you know, looking over their shoulder, that you know, that that could be a really enticing encounter at home. And then Man United at the end of the season, they could be on their holidays already if they've secured fourth place, fifth place, whatever they're doing at the top. And I think it's just we just need to look after ourselves. I think when you were running through the fixtures, then I didn't realise Newcastle might be playing, te- you know, two of the teams around them. And I think, yeah, we can we can look at other results and and hope for permutations here and hope for a goal here and that kind of thing. But I just think. If, if if we go out on that pitch and we're not focusing on our own kind of our own destiny, then we've already lost it. Agreed. I think Warnock said it all season. I said he's you focus on the next game that's in front of you and you you don't pay too much attention to anyone else. And if you stay up, you stay up, and, and that's what it comes down to. Yeah, and at, at moments like these, Ben, do you, do you look back to last season and you know the the run in? We we kind of limped over the line a little bit, didn't we? And you know. We could have taken it into our own hands and relied on on a favour from Birmingham on the last day to to send us up above Fulham. Do you think that that will be a factor here, or do you think do you think we'll be all right and we'll we'll get the job? I think I'm I'm a bit worried. I think ask me again after these next two games. I think if we don't if we don't get four points at least, I'll, I'll be very worried. But um, so yeah, it comes down to tomorrow. I think tomorrow is huge. I think tomorrow is a must win, and it's probably the biggest game of our season. Yeah, and I, th- I think you're right. And the fact that that it's away from home is 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 a big factor. You know, uh, four of our last six are away from home, which which is really tough, isn't it? And you know, as fans, the away fans are obviously brilliant. But if we can get twenty five, thirty thousand people behind the team at the Carlisle City Stadium, is a huge factor as well. Yeah, the, the players and Warnock have mentioned the twelfth man all season. I think the fans have been amazing. I've been at the City Stadium. At least ten times, I think this season, and we've been, we've been brilliant. The atmosphere has been brilliant every time. I've seen away fans that travel down to us for match days say that we're the best home fans they've heard all season. But fans, you know, it's all well and good that saying that. Um, but what it comes down to is is the performances. We haven't travelled away well all season, really. I think we've picked up a few like Leicester away screams, a, br- a brilliant result. Camaras's goal last couple of minutes, awesome. Yeah, we need a bit more of that quality in. in throughout the game now to to grab us some vital away wins uh, the news obviously uh, I think it was either this morning or yes or last night that um, Neil Warnock has been speaking about you know next season that that he wants to to stay on and Ben obviously we did a podcast uh, mm-hmm. with Mark Carter a couple of weeks ago talking about the future of Cardiff and the possibility of of post Warnock and and what would happen uh, slightly less daunting than post Brexit but um <laughs> I mean, what, what's your reaction to, to Warnock, you know, saying that he wants to stay? Um, I wouldn't expect anything less from him, really. I think he's, I, look, he knows how to play the crowd, doesn't he? He knows how to say the right things and, and get people on his side. And I think if, I think we, I'd be worried if at this point he was going, I want to leave immediately or, or whatever else. I think whether that's true or not, whether he will stay, I don't know. I just think it's, it's, it's encouraging that he wants to stay. And I think um, going into the last kind of six games of the season, it gives us that boost there. But I just don't, I don't know if he will stay. I just don't, I, I'm, I've got a real 
feeling that he, this is it for him. He is he is the master of of the mind games, like you said, isn't he? Yeah. And you know he will know that that'll be a boost to the fans, to the to the players, and you know we'll we'll wait to see what will happen. But um, I agree with you in an extent in that. I thought this would be his last season, regardless of what happens, and I thought that for you know most of the season. So I was quite surprised to hear him come out and say that. I think it's just he's he's never done a full season at the Premier League, has he? He's always kind of come in halfway through a season to try and arrest the slide, or he's been gotten rid of say ten, fifteen games into the season because he's he's not been able to adjust. And I think it almost feels like it would be the right time for him. And I think he knows like he's quite good at picking those moments and, and knowing what to say. And I think if 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 we if we stayed up and he completed his season at the Premier League, stayed up and in the face of everyone saying that he never would, it almost feels like that would be the perfect send off for him. Agree, and I think whatever happens, Dan, he he would have earned a, a lot of praise and um, his rep, boosts his reputation to an extent. In that coming into the season, a lot of neutrals, or fans of other clubs, pundits were were almost branding him, you know, laughable and and taking the mick and. You know, he's shown throughout the season that that he can adjust, that he's, you know, a good manager at this level. Um, someone's dog in the background there. Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> uh, but I know, was, he's yeah, boosted. I was surprised when I when I heard when I heard the news. I wasn't expecting. I was expecting him to to have gone. You know, six game with six games to go. I was expecting him to to announce he'd be going after the season. I would I would love him to stay on if it's true. Brilliant, because I think what he's done for the club has been. Nothing short of heroic. I think he's he's been the best manager that Cardiff have had in, in in a good few years, and he's brought the club together. And the tragedy that we've had to come through this season, I think him himself and, and the club and the management and the players can really be proud of what they've done this season, regardless of whether we stay up or go down. Football football is is a game. It's not it's not it's not the end all and be all with, with everything that's happened this season. And I think Warnock's been been through it with the fans through the thick and the thin and. I've I've pride with him being our with him being our manager this season. It's been brilliant. So if he stays brilliant, if not, I'm sure we can get someone that will will continue continue the, the name of Cardiff. Yeah, and one last thing, guys, just to get your your score predictions for that for that burn for that Brighton game again. What are you going for, Ben? I'm going to go with a one-all draw. Um, I just don't. I don't. I think. Two tired teams after two big games at the weekend, and I think uh, a draw would wouldn't be the worst result. Um, and I think it's just going to be a, another really tight game. So yeah, one all. And Dan, what about you? I think it comes down to tomorrow's result. I think if we win tomorrow, I think we'll win. I think we'll carry through that momentum, and I think we'll win on Tuesday. So if we win, if my prediction's right, the one nil win tomorrow, I think we'll win again. Two one, two one Cardiff. Perfect. I, I like I like that prediction, Dan. Well, guys, thank you very much. Ben, people can catch you on Football Focus tomorrow, can't they? Yeah, they can, uh, with the lovely Guy Mowbray. Um, I think it's 12.20. Um, I'm, I'm obviously going up to the Burnley game. They're doing some filming with us uh, outside the ground. Great. Well, enjoy the game, and uh, don't forget it's when you're famous. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be signing autographs on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers Scott. See you later. Thank you for listening to View from the Ninian. A reminder that if you like what we do, please vote for us as the best new content creator at the Football Blogging Awards. There's two ways to do this. You can vote on Twitter, head to at VFTNinian, that's VFTNinian, copy and paste our pinned tweet and tweet it from your own profile. 
Alternatively, you can go to the Football Blogging Awards website, which is footballbloggingawards.co.uk, and vote there. Remember, view from the Ninian under the best new content creator. Thank you very much.